Hey guys, welcome to this episode. This episode is with Stephanie from Atara Hair Care. And I'm still a little under the weather, so my voice is a little hoarse. <clears throat> so I wanted to go ahead and get it recorded. But Stephanie talks a lot about how she started out in one area that she was very focused on um, and that she felt like she was called to, and God called her to something completely different. And so I just want you to enjoy this portion. You can watch the full video on my YouTube channel. I'm going to upload her full video of the conversation we had on the YouTube channel. So I'll add the link in the show notes for the YouTube channel. And I'll also add the links for Stephanie's um, Atara Hair Care line. My edges and sides have grown. I'm just going to tell you that. So if you need to get your edges grown out or you want your hair to grow, I would definitely recommend trying her product. So no more said. I'm not, I'm not I'm going to be advertising for Stephanie, but you will find out enough about her. So enjoy this episode. And remember, um, as always, keep reaching for your sweetest life. I'll talk to you guys soon. Welcome to the sweet life of Stephanie J. Hello. Welcome to an episode from the Sweet Life of Stephanie J podcast reaching for your sweetest life and you know what your sweetest life is it's the life that you live that you enjoy that you love that you have peace of mind and that you can grow and grow to your fullest potential in that's a sweet life and I love to bring you resources I love to bring you people who have provided me with inspiration and motivation and provide me with information and so I want to bring you those same resources to help you build your sweetest life I'm working on my sweetest life every day I'm closer to it and I want you to be closer every day too actually I, I, I was pregnant with my daughter had had my daughter well prior to that I'll tell you how I got to the state so that we just have like a bigger picture painted so where are you up. originally from so I'm originally from Ghana in West Africa um, grew up there and then I moved to Canada for college um, wound up staying in Canada for um, college my master's and then worked there for a little bit went back home um, worked um, in PR for about a year and then came back to Canada so in total I, I was in Canada for about 10 years I spent I consider Canada like my one of my homes. I have three homes here, Ghana, and then Canada. Very nice. So when I met my husband, of course he's American, and he said to me, you know, the U.S. is the greatest nation in the world. So <laughs> I cannot move to Canada. I had to move here, and um, when I moved here, of course it doesn't matter your uh, status in Canada. You still have to. Um, apply for, you know, your permanent residency and, you know, go through the whole process. So at, when that was then, I, I told myself, because ever since I've, I've been young, I said to myself, if I was not going to be an interior designer or Whitney Houston, <laughs> then I have to be a journalist. That's what I've always dreamed of being at. Those were my three options. Those are great um, options. <laughs> yes. Yes. And of course, my mom squashed, you know, my interior. She said, "No, they don't make money." At that, but we were. It was, you know, back then. So she said, "Oh, like they don't many make parents did." Money. Yeah. And so, um, I always knew that I wanted to be in communications. My undergrad was in communications. My majors, both my my masters and my undergrad, was in communications. So I didn't. I I had no fail safe. All I knew was I had to succeed either in PR. Um, as a publicist or you know go do tv um as a journalist and that's all i ever wanted however and i did get my dream job when i moved here 
Um, and after it was um, a contract. And after a year, I was told, hey, we're not going to need you, <laughs> um, you know, after your contract is up. And that was like gut-wrenching for me because mm. I really had a great feeling about the job. I thought that was it. Um, however, when I got the job offer, I had just had my baby, my daughter, who was, um, I think, four months at that time. I know, horrible mom leaving my daughter at four months to go to her. First no, time off, but you know, I know a lot of people do it so they would understand how it is and how it mm -hmm. goes. Um, and I remember before I got the call for my job, I was in the, in the um, shower praying and that's where, you know, I usually, as a new mom, you know, that's where you get your quiet moments <laughs> in the shower, praying. And I was just asking God, Lord, what am I going to do with my life? I'm just here and I've applied to so many jobs mm -hmm. and nothing is happening for me. I was quite desperate and sad. And I heard a voice saying, um, why don't you sell the oil? Mind you, in my head, I'm like, what is he talking about? So I'm going to back up a little bit. When I had my daughter, I had postpartum shedding. What, what so people Explain that a little bit for people who don't know what that is, because there's some people okay. here that may never had a baby and don't know what happens. So, <laughs> postpartum shedding is um, something that some women go through, a greater amount of women go through, but don't even know that they're going through it. Um, scientifically, it's called postpartum alopecia. Mm -hmm. What happens is that when you're pregnant, the hormones in your body um, makes your hair stop shedding. Our hair naturally sheds. Some people say about a hundred um, strands a day is normal, um, and it's it's true. Our hair naturally sheds. But when you're pregnant, if you notice, a lot of women you hear a lot of women being complimented. Oh my gosh, your hair is so bouncy and flowing. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is, and it is true because your hair, your hormones stop your hair from going through the three phases that it's supposed to go oh, through. Wow. Yes. And so what happens is that your hair is in, um, I don't want to get too scientific, but your hair is forever in like, for, let me say phase one, phase two, phase, phase one of it growing out. So mm -hmm. it just keeps on growing. And instead of, and it's a cycle, instead of going through the cycle, you're just stuck at the first cycle. Okay. You know, so your for nine months, your hair never sheds. And remember, we're shedding hair about 100 pieces a day. Mm -hmm. So after you have the baby, then your hormones calm down. And then your body says, hey, those strands of hair oh, that gosh. you kept open the floodgates. Mm -hmm. So everything just comes crashing down, um, so to speak. And that's what happens to a lot of women. And that's what happened to me. I lost my edges. I lost my, this, mm -hmm. you, this, this, this was not like, you've seen the pictures, you know, Listen, and, yeah, and see, this is four also. kids later. This is what, what happens. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm praying, and, I'm praying the front over, uh, this, this oil. <laughs> And a lot of women actually think that um, it's because they are stressed from having a baby. Right. That's and what we've stress, always been that's told. What it does contribute to hair loss. But majority of the time, you lose your hair. Um, and it starts, you know, around month, month three or four. Or sometimes even earlier. And then it lasts about a year. 
Oh, so you can, you can go through it, yes. And a lot of they say, "Oh, I'm so tired from from taking care of my kids and and having my babies, and that's the the reason why I'm losing my hair." But that's not it. Oh gosh, wow. So when that happened, and I was a heavy um, weaver, like sewing weaves, and you know, with weaves, you need yes, you need um, you need your edges. You need your edges for it to look realistic. So that's that's why I was crushed. I wasn't too crushed oh, that wow. my hair was falling out. I was crushed. <laughs> I know, so bad. I didn't have edges to wear my weaves, so I got very desperate. Started um, working around. Mind you, I had I have a bit of a science background because I took science in high school. That was like my specialization. Fun fact: in Ghana, West Africa, well, Ghana, West Africa. For high school, you specialize. You know, over here in high school, you do a bit of everything. Right. But you don't, you don't, and high back home, you don't do that. It's either, okay, so if you want to major in science for high school, you do That's that for cool. three years, you, or you focus on science. If you want to do visual arts, you do that. If you want to do business, you do that. You Kids would be like, so much happier in high school if we did that here. I know, right? Because oh, then yeah. you, be you so decide on what you like, what you're good at, and then you just right. focus on it. Yeah. Exactly. I hated it though. I won't lie, <laughs> but it served me well. And you didn't um, end up in a science background. You ended up yeah. in a PR communication background. Yep, yeah, because I hated the science. My mom forced me. Oh gosh, mom. Yeah. The parents. They said, "Oh, you have to be a doctor." Speak to anybody from Africa, West Africa. Yeah. They'll tell you, doctor, engineer. I have a lot of engineer friends that are from Ghana, so I yeah, totally understand. Right? That. So, totally understand. Yeah. So, how did you go from communications, masters in communications, to selling the oil? So after um, I went after I made that formulation, it was like a, ch a chance finding actually because I kept on doing this trial and or error situation with um, different kinds of oils, researching because I was nursing my baby at that time mm -hmm. and I didn't want anything. I mean, there are a lot of products on the market. Don't get mm -hmm. me wrong. But yeah. I didn't want anything that would harm her in any way. You know, as a first time mom, you're quite conscientious mm -hmm. about those things. Like, you know, what am I putting into my body? What am I giving my baby? I'm nursing. Right. I want her to be in the best of health. So I was very worried about that. And that's why I decided to go down um, that route of of researching and putting stuff stuff together myself. Um, so that's when I, I put to, I, I, I read, 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 I put together that formulation, used it for about, and I mean, I have to say, even in the first week, I could, I noticed a difference. Mm -hmm. It wasn't significant, but I, I knew that I was onto something. And, you know, after, I think when my mom, my mom came to visit and when she came, she said, Hey, like she was in shock that my hair, cause she saw me oh. after I'd had my daughter when my hair was, you know, she she actually said to me, "Do not step out of the house with your hair looking like this." Oh ever. my! God. <laughs> Nobody must see you like this. So you know how bad it was. And when she saw me again, she was so shocked. She couldn't believe it. She said, "What what what did you do?" And I said, "It was my oil." And from that moment on, any friend or family member who said, "Hey, I'm, my hair is feeling kind of funny," I just give it to them, and everybody loved it. I got such great positive feedback. Um, but you know, I just when I got the call for my um my the job offer my dream job um mm. in communications corporate communications with this amazing company I, I said oh this is the lord's doing i forgot all about the voice i heard in the shower and said no this is the lord's doing 
I'm not a, a business hair person. I'm not a cosmetologist. I've never gone to see so hair. They pushed all that to the back. Like yes, I, I didn't you know hear what? that. What stopped me was I didn't feel qualified. Mm. I didn't think I was qualified. You know, Stephanie, that now I'm glad you said that because there's so many of us women, especially, and it may happen to men, but I'm speaking to women specifically that we get a call for something, like we feel something in our heart and we don't go and take the steps that God says are ordered because we don't feel qualified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I did not, I did not. And um, it's, it's taken me a while to actually be comfortable enough to even say, hey, I'm the face of Atar. Mm -hmm. um, I do not have any specialized training, even though I am now in cosmetology school, um, Yay. Yes, um, that's and that's awesome. because I I just want to be a one stop shop. I want to be a, a holistic solution uh, body, you know, both mm -hmm. literally and figuratively for people. Like I want people to come to me and say, "Hey, this is how my hair feels," and I would have the perfect answer for them. Not only because I have the products to back me up, but also because I have the knowledge and the education. Yeah. Um, to do so as well so that's why I'm in school but and that's anyway, something yeah. that you feel like you have to do yes and I love it I love yeah. hair that's the you know that's the beauty of it um my mom said she reminded me just recently she said to me you know you used to do your grandmother's hair when she you were the only person I was the only person that my grandma would allow to cut her hair and my grandma did not mess with her hair she had beautiful flowing locks so she like but I was the only one that she would allow to touch her hair. So you were um, even like, was... from that time, like you were already destined to do that. That and was I already revealed to it. you long before you ever knew it. Yeah, yeah. I never took it serious. And even with my mom or my sisters, everybody would come to me and say, hey, do you like this hairstyle? Do you like this hair piece? Mm. Well, how do you think I should style my hair? And, you know, I just thought, oh, okay, because maybe you like the way I sell my hair or you, you think I have a flair for it. It never really occurred to me that, not never, for a it never, that this would this was the route I would take. Because, like I said, in my mind, it, it was communications, communications, communications. You know, yeah. I, to me, I thought I was going to be the Olivia Pope of probably New England, <laughs> you know, just be in my corner office, solve crisis and, and, you know, crisis manage and help, you know, my, my bosses just have, you know, represent their brand well. And so I just, gosh, darn Olivia Pope. She had us all thinking that we were all ready to take over <laughs> the corporate world. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, how has your corporate experience helped you in your small business experience? I have to tell you, you know what? Nothing we ever go through is um, a waste or right. um, a perchance. I don't. Whenever somebody says to me, "Good luck," I say, I tell them, I don't believe in luck. I'm a believer. You know, um, I, I, I'm very spiritual. And I know that God made me do communications and, you know, have that solid foundation in communications because he knew that probably I would be at this point. And I have to mm. say that it has helped me. And I'm even ashamed to say that I haven't even fully implemented um, everything um, that I have learned. Um, That's okay, girl. Drip it in. 
group it in. <laughs> and 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 my um with my communications background and expertise. And that's also because as I'm sure you know, when you have so many things going on, it's just hard. But it's yeah. been it's been amazingly helpful. I'm I can draft my own press, but I'm able to um in terms of writing, I'm able to craft those things. In terms of planning, um, I'm also able to do that, you know, putting together a strategy or, or a plan for my business. Um, by God's grace, I'm able to do that without having to pay someone because it, it's expensive. You know, expenses rise as you realize that you cannot be a one-woman show. But by the grace of God, um, it's just time that might might not be on my side. But when it comes to um, those things, I I'm able I I have it down pat. I'm able. To That's a gift. I mean, that truly is a gift. And I think we. I'm glad you said that about, um, you know, how things that you went through before really were stepping stones to where you are now in preparation. Yes. Because that is so true. I think people like you said that idea came to you in a shower and you dismissed it and were ready to go on to. Yeah. A corporate job when God has shown you like this is I'm providing you with the information you need yes. to go in the because you weren't sure you did, that was after you had your daughter right yes that came to you and yes. I'm sure there was some guilt like oh I have to leave my daughter and oh yeah I, I mean I didn't when I got that word when I was um, in the shower immediately I was like no that's that's not God. Mm -hmm. I knew that it was, but my mind, my heart knew that it was, but my mm -hmm. mind reasoned it out. That's death. Listen, God wants the best for you. He's going to give you your heart's desire, which is working in that communication. A doggone mind does it every time. <laughs> yes. yes, yes. We would no, just I'm, stop listening to this so much. We have this I mean, could really speak. <laughs> It's, you know, the stronghold is in the mind. You know, it's, it's our mind that often makes, it defeats us first. It right. defeats our heart first. And then we, 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 we walk in that defeat. Well, Slams 2009 yes. said, and look at you now, boss lady. <laughs> yeah, it's Raquel. <laughs> and I love that picture, the picture you just posted. Um, where it was like you and your and I think it was maybe your family that you're all they were all representing you and supporting you and your business. Yes. It does look like you had a whole army, like a whole uh you know, like like you had your whole group there, like you had your support. Like it just looked